everybody, and welcome back to Butter With That, a movie podcast where some friends from Philly get together to talk about movies. We are doing a bit of a, uh, a rewind. We're having a look at uh, the previous year. We started recording, uh, I guess it was around August of last year. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for, we've been recording for about a year. I can't believe that. Time, time, time gone. I just blacked out this whole year. <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> well, that's why I made the handy dandy every movie we've talked Going about. Going back sheet. to and listening to these podcasts is like a time capsule. I'm like, oh, so that's what I was thinking then. Ah, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, you can trace the moment when Gritty was born. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, you sure can. Wow. So that would have been last September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. I spent almost a year with him. And you almost a year with us. So thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Uh, we are going to be uh, going to be going through uh, basically a, a rough history of what we've done so far, so that way you don't have to listen to any of the episodes again. Or apparently, or this if this is your first cl- one, skip the first year. I don't know. This is uh, we'll give you butter a with that cliff notes. <laughs> and that being said, this is also butter with some. Uh, we are absent one member today. We're staring over at that empty space. Oh, mm. a member I love so much. Our favorite Tori. I don't know any other Tories, but you'd be my favorite anyway, Tori. Top of the list. She's off hunting ghosts in her murder house. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and in her absence, uh, as we said, we're going to get to uh, to a bit of a recap of, of uh, what we've done for the past year. But before we get to that, uh, does anybody have anything that they'd like to talk about? Anything they've seen? Anything they're excited about? Christine's eyes I have are alight. Big news for oh everyone God. out what there in the butter with that oh. sphere. Um, so I just found out today that M. Night Shyamalan yeah. is oh working on a new movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. oh my god! And he has tweeted hmm? a very tantalizingly vague tweet in quotes, outlining new film, dot, 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 has a little fun sci-fi bent feels so good to begin a new story. Uh, End mm. of quote. Wow, okay. Lot to think through. Do we trust Shyamalan <laughs> <laughs> anymore? I don't know. Maybe what does a fun, fun sci-fi bent suggest? Don't know either, but what if he I've makes been a- so excited to share that with everyone. What if he makes an escape room? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, would, I would do that escape room. But something like there's a weird twist in the escape room where you're like, everything I knew was false, but also I expected this the whole time. (laughs) And I'm slightly disappointed. (laughs) You wanted to escape back into the world? That was your mistake. Uh, Oh, Oh my God. It's like the village. (laughs) Yes. It's an inverted. Escape from the village. Yes. Or what if it was a series of escape rooms inspired by yes. all those films? Oh, my gosh. You're in the farmhouse and you have to escape and the aliens are like trying to come in. Oh, my gosh. You're in the country home in the in the uh, in Bucks County, County. <laughs> trying to escape. Or for the visit, Grandpa throws a diaper at you. <laughs> oh no! Let's leave that one behind. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Anyhow, that was my big news. Wow. When he's filming, we should try to find him and interview him. Hey, do you want to be on our podcast, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan? We talk about you almost every episode. <laughs> we really do. Yeah. Although I don't remember anymore. <laughs> it's been a year. It's been too long. 
Um, I so sometimes things happen where I watch things of all like a very similar genre or bent, and then I'm obsessed with it for like three months, and I watch nothing else. So I've been watching literally almost nothing but turn the AMC show. Mm. Um, it's all on Netflix, all four seasons. It is wonderful. It's all about the uh, the culprit spy ring during the American Revolution. But that has then inspired me to watch other like revolutions and wars of independence. So okay. I've been watching, I watched The Outlaw King on Netflix with Chris Pine and it is so good. It is brutal as hell but it has to be it's it's so good and you learn a little bit about guerrilla war tactics that they the the scots used against the british okay and i'm also and this one is i don't know how to feel about this show but i'm watching outlander which is like kind of similar scotland they're like still sort of always fighting against the british but it's like the 1740s so it's also a little bit close to turns time period and i just i love fucking bagpipes oh my god so i'm really into it wow. my mom loves outlander <laughs> like and I feel like I've watched episodes because she'll show me YouTube recaps of every <laughs> episode. Oh, that's yeah. so special that you watch them, though. Yes, what a yes. Um, uh, Sam Hewen. Sure. Uh, I don't. Uh, Balfour, uh, the actress. I don't know. I've watched all of the like fan videos with like a Sting soundtrack, like it all would of be the sting. best scenes with them together. Hmm. But yeah. Sounds like it's always very I would give fraught a lot and of, intense. Yeah, I with mean, time travel. It's it it does seem that way. Also, I guess time travel has been a theme lately. Sure. Yeah, we just watched uh, Twelve Monkeys last night. Um, that was part of uh, an event at our workplace. It was really fun, uh, really interesting. I mean, I love that movie. Uh, Christine, it was your first time seeing it. It was, uh, although I've seen particular scenes that play in our workplace's visitation video yeah. over and over and over again. So that was interesting. You finally $5, see $5, the $5, buy, sell, uh, stocks, sell, shit, purchase, yeah. buy. <laughs> I imagine that that scene is like was done. I wasn't there last night, but was done as like a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show of like so everybody quote like, along, quote along, yelling at the screen. I think everyone just moment. had a shudder. <laughs> that was. I'm surprised that that video left out the pivotal scenes in center where they're all like in bunks in center. I don't... Yeah. But anyhow, um, that was an interesting watch. I can't believe Bruce Willis said, I only see dead people in that movie, which would have predated Sixth Sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. almost Talk like he's stuck time... in a time loop. Yeah. Yes. Uh -oh. Talk about time. The real time travel story Looper. is behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Damn, wow. this is all over the place. Oh, man, this is. Hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up is that our dear friend Alana yes. sent us an email um, in the previous Comic Con episode that um, Sam, Dave, and I did. We right. were talking about how the HBO's new show, His Dark Materials, we know n almost nothing about. Yeah, there was a movie. Confusing. Yeah, it was a really confusing, not great trailer. So we asked our friend Alana from the Ether to send us an email, just giving us what is His Dark Materials, and she sent us a what very are? thorough. What are the materials? How many materials? What are they? Wait, the, you're saying um, the trailer was really it? bad. The trailer was kind of confusing. It's just yeah, it's a lot. It's oh. just not um, weird. Of hope. But I'm excited for the show. Oh my it just God. was Get like so excited. That series is so good. Uh, and so I just want to thank Alana for sending us an extremely in-depth email. Oh, well, thank you, Alana. As someone who uh, grew up with that 
series and loves it dearly. I'm very hopeful that this new attempt to create a movie slash series of it is going to be better than their first attempt Hmm. at it. Just get the polar bear right. (laughs) That's all you need. See, this is already confusing. All right. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't have anything in particular that I watched or uh, absorbed recently, but I am working on a very uh, fun and very stupid project that uh, I will be announcing, I suppose, on here uh, toward the end of the month. So uh, stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Before we dive into that, we, um, we're we going to have a look, a little rewind, a little look back on uh, episodes past and uh, basically the trajectory of the pod as, uh, as we've gone through it. So we're going to be reviewing, uh, in essence, our first year. Woo! This is going to be uh, interesting. I know uh, Connor here has some interesting metrics to provide. <laughs> I do. So... Um... I just went through all the movies that we've seen. We've seen something around, like, we talked about 40-ish movies. I think, like, 42. And out of those movies, um, 25% were comedies. 19.4% were horror movies. 33 and a third were dramas. Mm -hmm. Uh, 16.6% were sci-fi movies. And 5.5% were action movies. 5.5% equals two movies. (laughs) We need to throw in some more action. We We gotta rev it up. Um, and we have also recorded roughly 3,121 minutes over the course of 48 tracks. Wow. So that is a lot of content if you've been listening the whole yeah, year. Yeah, if you yeah. listen to this. How do you measure a year with butter with that? I need to divorce myself. Done. You can edit that out. This is the big butter blowout. Here it comes. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Christine I know we were red. going with no mistakes, but <laughs> no, that's interesting. How did you exactly calculate that? Was it just like the number of movies that we watched and divided um, by the forty-eight, or yeah? So we we have we have like six spinoff episodes with like the awards show and the Christmas show, all of which were lots of fun. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I just looked through all the movies that we had. And says, well, we generally talk about comedies, horror, drama, sci-fi, and action. So I just tallied it up and said, type into the Google machine, what is sixteen of thirty-six? Right. Which I could probably figure it out on my own, but math sucks. Computers are there. Wow. <laughs> Why waste paper, right? Yeah, so those are, I just think that was, I did not think we, that's just 3,000 minutes is a very long time. And a lot more movies were comedies than I thought, which I guess, looking back, it made sense, but just in my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little surprising. Yeah, we got to up our action movie numbers, and yeah. I would say our, well... And for I horror, guess sci-fi one horror tie, almost tie. I'd love for us to do a romantic comedy month. Yes! Let's do it. <laughs> Please. Yes. Yes. That's do really it. my... You have my vote. Yes. <laughs> I would choose Always Be a Maybe. I really enjoyed that movie. God, I had no idea. I didn't think Come about on, it. Come on, Dave. You'd have to pick. Come on. <laughs> no right opt-out right of this now. one. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, different months and uh, our process for picking them, our uh, our process for picking uh, the movies that we brought to the table and wanted to represent under those themes, uh, we're going to just go ahead and roll back to month one. That would have been uh, September of 2018. Wow. At which point we were working on uh, our basically the pilot and then the initial rollout where in month one we discussed underrated movies. I think this is one of my favorite, just in terms of ideas for a category. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could do a whole podcast about underrated or underappreciated movies. Oh, sure. 
There's so many things coming to my mind. That first episode we recorded at Christine's house mm-hmm. where you could hear the train, the trolley going by. We had a nice wood floor. It was bouncing different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I edited it on my laptop. <laughs> Just nowhere That's near right. as professional as Dave's setup. Well, and yeah, now we've been uh, we've been working in the studio for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we rolled it out with Dread. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> that was Connor's choice. One. Yeah, that's something that has like <laughs> it has a, a special place in my heart, but I never want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> we then went into Tori's pick with Locke. Um, she's not here really to discuss it, but that uh, is a movie I've not seen. But... Oh, they just I wrote down in my notes in all caps the biggest pour in history. That's all you right. need to know That's about right. Locke is the that our, pour. like it all point. builds up to the biggest cement pour <laughs> that ever that. happened in the history of humankind. <laughs> this movie has weirdly popped up a lot mm-hmm. since we talked about it. I still haven't watched it, but I'm just like, yeah. damn, I wonder if I would have noticed this if we hadn't discussed it. Yeah, right? Hence underrated. I suppose it's correctly represented. We then move to uh, Christine's pick, The Visit. Oh, I watched that after the fact, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I watched I mean, that, I think, a few weeks later. There's so many bits about this movie. The oh, the diaper thing. That <laughs> yeah. really sticks with you. <laughs> still haven't seen that. But also, so... I think about the one scene with the grandmother and when you see her like bare ass at one point <laughs> and then I'm thinking about the It Chapter 2 trailer mm-hmm. where I, yeah, I'm sure they're yeah. not the same old lady. It but might be, honestly. You, that thought came to me when I saw the right. teaser too. She's just a typecast as one of those old ladies who... Uh, Doesn't who, mind being... <laughs> yeah. Bare ass on screen. <laughs> There's a type, everybody. <laughs> Yep. I mean, good for her. She got a lot of screen yeah, time yeah. with that bare ass. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Was she bare more than once? Yes, in the film? Uh-huh. at least two right. scenes. At least two. Wow. At That's first, commitment. Yeah, the unsettling bare ass, and then. The <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going into chapter two with a lot. I'm excited to see if it's her. <laughs> I know that ass from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to uh, we went to Sam's pick. That was Testament of Youth. Uh, I wrote some notes. I, I came up. I like wrote out the outline the other day, and so on here I wrote Sam and I had a great conversation that didn't get recorded after the. Fact. I know. Wait, what happened then? It, it's so clear to me that mm-hmm. like. Connor wanted the Testament of Youth to be an entirely different movie. And, like, that's okay. (laughs) But he and I just kept going back and forth, like, well, it's not going to be that. And then after, we were like, well, it sounds like... What I can't even remember. I don't even. This was a conversation you guys had after we recorded. So we We were were hanging out here for like another hour. Yeah. (laughs) And then I don't know what the three of you were talking about. But Sam and I, we were just, like, leaning close and, like... I feel like I kind of remember that, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I remember it was like a really engaging conversation, and I was, I wish yeah. it was recorded. I think we turned to Dave and like, were the mics on by chance? So you'd come to an understanding. Yes. We did. It was, it was the, you know, I picked this movie because it's an underrated story. You don't hear about women in war that often, and, and Connor wanted, like, it to be more about the whole war experience rather mm-hmm. than just, like, her that particular... Lens, her story, yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in preparing for this episode, I was trying to think of, like, what have been my takeaways of, like, the conversations we've had and the movies we talked about. And I I was, like, telling Connor earlier, I was like, this sounds, like, super sappy, but I have just been blown away by, like, 
the things that you guys have come with and the interpretations of movies that you have that has completely reshaped the way that I watch movies and I'll like think of you all and the things yes. that you bring. Yep. I think about you guys a lot. And it is just the coolest thing watching a movie by myself and feeling like I have like four other people Christy. who like I'm Aww. thinking about as far as like, oh, like, oh, I feel like they would love this or like, oh, they've brought up like aspects of this particular depiction of a character that like I, makes me rethink the way a movie handles like this plot line or this person. And it's just like, yeah, again, a little syrup with that butter with that popcorn <laughs> but it's been so cool and i feel like conversations like what you guys talked about are like cool ways to i don't know rethink yeah rethink movies but anyhow that's my two cents that's so sweet <laughs> oh but it's so true i do think about all four of you when i'm watching movies mm -hmm. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this part, this person would like, and oh, God, they hmm. should never see this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is not out their alley. Mm -mm. Well, we rounded out month one, oh, then, with yes. uh, our final uh, our final bonus episode, the Quiet Cool discussion about the film, Quiet Cool. We watched it all together. It was the first one we've ever seen together. Was, yeah, that was mm, fun. Such a gem. There are so many things I think about a lot from that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like the opening sequence... Of course, ending up into the fucking Hudson. <gasps> that is another segment from a movie that should no have way! the piano man. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I thought you were, that's I pretty know good. Where, yeah. Oh, yes, that would be <laughs> whoosh, just the launch into the <laughs> yes. river. But I also think about, and I don't know why, but the the laundromat. And like it's a lawn dramat, and there's like grass on the roof and everything. I was Why thinking about so the uh, the motorcycle going to the tree, yeah, but the guy exploded. <laughs> the guy not the motorcycle. Oh <laughs> my god! Classic moment. Uh, and one of the, our two action movies. One of yeah. two. It brought a lot of action. And uh, we brought a lot of horror the following <gasps> month, dun, month dun, too. Dun. That would have been September 2018. That was our most important horror movies. Uh, this one we kicked off with Slither, Connor's Choice. Uh, still one of, I mean, I've probably seen this movie twice since we did it last October. Just one of my favorite movies. Hmm. Holds up. Holds up. That's interesting. Did, did we it. have a category that was important horror movies? Yeah, or ones that are important to us. Okay. I think more of the framing. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, no, no, no. I think it's kind of interesting to think about, like, how we would define what is it, like an essential horror movie or our relationship with a horror movie or just generally what we think are important parts of the horror genre. Yeah. But all of our picks make sense in a way because like when I think of Slither and though I've never seen it, but just from that conversation, I'm like, yeah, like that is a movie that I would assign to Connor because <laughs> yeah. it just like feels like something. It feels like you. It's, it's a movie with your essence. <laughs> Please, oh, oh let's leave that. Uh, in the annoyed. See, this annoyed. is exactly why. Even from just watching the trailer, I still have not watched the full movie, but I watched that trailer, and all the sounds from that trailer stick with me. Yeah. I would love if anybody can make me a slither plushie. I would. <laughs> That's right. That was mentioned in the episode. Mm. That brought us to uh, Tori's horror pick, Night of the Lepus. <laughs> My notes for this movie was. <laughs> Lepus with the ooh and an umlaut, lepus and crumpus. Crumpus. That's all I could think of. Forgot about the, that. Those rabbits. Yeah, the the inside jokes that we have mm -hmm. about these goddamn movies now. <laughs> the can we share what you warm up with? Yeah. 
Oh, do I, it. as far as your vocal test. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant the, the joke that we were doing earlier that we're going to bring back. Never mind. No, no. But I know what you... Okay. <laughs> just, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so how I warm up is I do timote crouton. Crouton, crouton, test, test, crouton, out of, uh, based off of Timothy Chalamet, up and coming <laughs> boy actor. Like, where is the guy? Where did the crouton come? We had, there were weeks where we were talking about croutons before recording. I don't know. I love <gasps> croutons. I, I eat them out of the bag. I think we actually had a discussion about how you eat did. croutons, right? In the bag, on the salad, mm-hmm. on the side. On I don't, the, I don't, I don't know, know what on the side in, in the but, soup, but it's definitely like Krampus is now some oh, cr- Krampus, like, right? Sh- right? Was it Krampus or Krampus? Krampus, all from the Night of the Lepus. Mm. Um, I wrote down just in my notes maybe the most delightfully surprising movie that mm. I've watched that we've recorded oh. and talked about. Um, I really want to watch this movie again. I don't know why I haven't. It was just so just the way that the bunnies were used in like mini towns. Just the way this movie was made was just. Just so thoroughly enjoyable, and I'm really glad that Tori picked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really fun one. That brings us right into, uh, what, what, what is double X or XX? What did it get XX. XX, right, yeah. That, and that was Christine's pick. Our most listened to episode. Yeah. Which <laughs> is definitely by false bots. My theory <laughs> is that people think that they're clicking on, like, the band, like, or, like, a, like a song or something. Or like a, like a sex From thing. the band. Or double sex, yes. Double sex. <laughs> what the fuck? Double sex. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. He's sitting there. Let's see what's in iTunes today. Well, maybe uh, search, I with sex. That. I maybe know. if I People search double sex. <laughs> double sex. Oh. <laughs> they see <laughs> butter with that XX. I don't know if things can reach their logical conclusion. Don't Google that at work. <laughs> and, then, and then the whiteboard question was, how would you die in a horror movie? <laughs> That's right, yeah. That just covers so many people's bases. <laughs> like everyone we work with, you know? <laughs> So yes, many thing, many reasons why that has the most listens. <laughs> Double sex, <laughs> chief among them. Um, we then went to Sam's pick, uh, the babysitter. Yeah, such a fun watch. Yeah, I still really like this movie. I watched it recently and was like, oh, I'm glad I picked that because I I do think that it's funny and it's it is a movie that I could just put on and just enjoy and I don't have to think too hard about. And big discovery I made later. I mean, no, I didn't make it, but I have stumbled upon it. Samara Weaving, who stars in The Babysitter, is Hugo Weaving's niece. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. I forgot about that. Yeah. Crazy hmm, connection. forgot about that. Hollywood is just one big family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It turns out. Unfortunately. But interesting to find the network. and the- Yeah, they're both such interesting looking people. <laughs> and that's the best way I can put it. Hmm. Maybe she'll be in future Tolkien universe movies. Maybe. Hmm. What can the future? Well, Amazon. I shouldn't ask this. I shouldn't ask this. <laughs> this is, I yeah. Well, that brought us to uh, our bonus feature discussion for that month. That was my choice, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember every single frame of this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it just burned into my skull. I Yeah, I put this under category of um, one of my favorite watches and 
yeah, was so surprised how how beautifully it was shot. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw the remake and was like, I am terrified of the story and <laughs> hate this, ev- all everything that this is. But that was such a great watch. Yeah, that remakes, that remakes rough. That whole series is rough. That the last 15 minutes of just her screaming, <laughs> I feel like I can still hear it. As the truck's driving away and she's in the back oh of the pickup. Oh my God. Okay. There's something about some old horror movies that, like, when you watch it now, are just like a little bit funny. And so, oh, sure. like, that part with Leatherface at the end, he's just like whipping that chainsaw around. Like, <laughs> the chainsaw ballet, man. It's a great ending. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> And that brings us then around to month three. That would have been, uh, what was that, November of 2018. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, what animated movies do we return to? We began with Coco with Connor, which I thought was an interesting choice because then it was relatively recent. Yeah, I might go back and change this one. Because I know we were talking about some different questions of like what themes were the easiest ones to pick or the hardest. Right, and I think right. we'll just, you know, kind of hit some of those later. But look, I love Coco, but I think watching it, I watched it fairly recently around the time we record, like a little before we recorded. Mm-hmm. And so I think I would maybe go to like the Iron Giant mm. or uh, like the Incredible. I don't know. It's just something. I don't know. Something Coco has not stuck with me as I thought it would have. I still love mm. it. I still think it's a great movie. One of the yeah. best Pixar movies, but it just hasn't stuck with me like I thought it would. I loved talking about Coco. Me I did too. too. That was a fun talk. Mm. That's such a good. Yeah. I remember at the end, I got a little choked up thinking about like the songs, the songs, yeah. and then my family members like d- looking for me in the afterlife and mm. taking care of me. And I was like, <laughs> I listened back to it. And I'm like, you bitch, just like man up. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed that I didn't do before that was just in some video I was watching was that at the end, Hector is wearing a pair of shoes. As he's crossing the bridge now that he's been like returned to his family right, and redeemed. Right. And so that's something I don't think we I picked up on. Ooh. Talking about it. Hmm. And that rolled us right then into Tori's choice, Fern Gully. Uh, that was a lot of fun to talk mm-hmm. about. I really enjoyed that movie as a kid. It was fun to kind of review it and uh, view it through the lens as an adult. I had a lot of fun doing the reviews for that one. As somebody who's never seen it and I still haven't seen it, the reviews are pretty, pretty fun to talk about. Oh, you should see it. It's good. This is just remind like, like makes me think about animated movies that can cross generations and, and can mm-hmm. cross so many different lines because I didn't see this when I was growing up and I watched it. I didn't like it that much. And I was wondering like, oh, it might just be one of those you have to see when you're young. But then there are some other like movies like Coco. Mm-hmm. I-, I love it now. And, and so like, I wonder what the difference is between those two. Mm-hmm. Like what makes something resonate with an adult versus like, well, you've, you've missed the ship on that. Hmm. It's like ska music. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're over 14 and you're listening to ska, just dial it back. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next one was uh, was Christine's choice. That was Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. <laughs> what a movie! I know this was a this was an interesting conversation that I think connected with this idea of like watching this as an adult and. I thought we went into some really interesting discussions about especially the character of Flip and how, mm-hmm. like, notions of, like, a character, like, almost like a blackface caricature mm-hmm. that this right. character uh, represented and, like, things that, yeah, as, like, 
an eight-year-old not picking up on harmful depictions or like certain characters and I thought this was such an interesting insightful conversation about like revisiting the story um and also the behind the scenes mm -hmm. discussions about the production of the movie that I thought were really interesting and like who was involved and how the movie took forever to to get off the ground and all the different trailers and iterations of what it went through so. and like the potential of like a Miyazaki and like Western, like yeah, that just is such an interesting concept. Been. Um, I think I, I was thinking about like movies I wish I had picked and this is a category. I wish I had picked Basil of Baker street, <laughs> the great mouse detective <laughs> as the, the animated movie that got away as far as one to discuss. Yeah. But I think I found opportunities to bring it up enough to <laughs> maybe yeah. we could do a month where it's like, Regret month or movies that the, you wish the ones that got away. The ones that got away. <laughs> when did Summer with My Monkey happen? Oh my god. Oh, I don't know. Jeez, throwback. Uh, I don't recall. Wait, the greatest movie uh, ever. Last made. night was Summer of My Monkey. We was it's summer and we watched Twelve Monkeys. But <laughs> <laughs> Summer we didn't watch it. Wait, why wasn't that the movie pick? Summer of my monkey. <laughs> That's a good question. It wasn't nominated. God, when didn't we talk about that? The greatest movie ever made, Summer of my monkey. <laughs> That'll, well, we'll watch that one day. Before we talked about uh, that, I think, we were talking about Pocahontas, Sam's pick for the mm. moment. Yeah. Um, I liked that this episode was so, like... We talked about the movie, but we mostly talked about like whether or not it was a, a good form of representation and what mm -hmm. that would actually look like. So I'm happy we we did that. But you know, there's some parts of that movie that I wish we would have gotten to that because like <laughs> there's a reason why I picked this movie. There's a reason why I love it mm -hmm. so much, and I think like we just tore it down so <laughs> much, which it, well, I, like it deserves, right? You know, like came out in sure. the early '90s and whatever, and it's 2019 now. But God, that fucking raccoon is everything to me and just like the the bits of humor that this movie uses i think really describe me as a person just like hmm. things that don't necessarily need words to communicate but just like funny happenstance things so you know i wish we could have gotten to that a little bit more but I i'm still happy with what we did yeah some beautiful songs come yeah. out of that movie yeah, I think about just around the river bend every single day of my life. <laughs> if we were to do a like a revisit episode or a month, I would I would I would want to watch this movie because I didn't watch it when we um, talked about it. I think, I think I did You've the trailer. Seen I've seen it, but not since I was like a kid. Probably not since I was like ten. So it'd definitely be one I want to revisit as an adult. Sorry, that was a very accusatory. I don't think I've watched Pocahontas in a very long time either. I'm so sorry, Connor. <laughs> That brings us then to uh, our bonus feature discussion for that month. That was The Secret of Nim, so my choice. Good. Mm, Popped up yeah. on a uh, on our trivia episode. It sure did. Yeah, which is an episode that came out pretty recently. You can check that one out. That was in this past month. Um, yeah, a movie that uh, is the animated movie that to this day I still return to. It's definitely, uh, I, I would, uh, I'd say, my favorite animated movie. So, so glad good. to pick that one. What's the main character? What's, what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Brisby. Oh, yes. <laughs> she is such a wonderful, wonderful character. There's mm. there's something that I, I can't put my finger on that's just so tender about the movie. Mm -hmm. And and there's it, it has this in common with some other movies that came out. When, when did that movie come out? 
That was, uh, oh boy, uh, 82, I believe? Yeah, like in the 80s and 70s that are, that are just kind of beautiful yeah. in a, in a unusual kind of way. Like I think about the movie, the nine lies of Thomasina in the same way. Like I loved that movie as a kid, but there's just something so like, I don't want to say like low budget gritty. Don't. Uh, um, but like soft, tender and just like heartwarming and beautiful about it. And I wasn't expecting that from an animated movie. So to get it, I was like, wow. Yeah. Very rich film. Yeah. It's yeah. a doozy. I love that one. And that brought us then into the chill of, and this is, I don't remember how we arrived at this did we theme arrive for the month. So I know month. we talked about, we usually try to pick a theme like a week or like two weeks before we try, like start recording. So like in the middle of recording a month. And I know we were like, well, it's December. Christmas movies for a month sounds boring. If we do like Hallmark or bad Christmas, I don't know. It's like, so we were like, what if we just, I think it was Tori and I like, what if we just do winter movies? Like mm -hmm. just movies that are cold. And then I think that was a really good theme to pick on. Yeah. There's a lot of cold movies. Because then we talked about the notion of cold, like cold. Is it tone? Is it lots of mm -hmm. snow? Uh, right. And I thought is that opened up. Real is the snow real? Is the snow real? about it. important question. Oh my God. And that brought us to uh, Connor's pick first. That was Groundhog's Day. Oh, I love this movie. I love Groundhog Day so much. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a tried and true uh, repeat classic. You know, the irony of it. Rewatching it and rewatching mm -hmm. it and rewatching it is never lost on me. It's really good. I also really liked my whiteboard question create an action hero Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. I forget exactly what mine was, but it was in Jason Statham being Santa Claus, I think, or something. That, it was that plus like a lot of stuff. There yeah. was elves involved. It got complicated. I got it. I got it. Oh, deep. you did I have a real very deep. involved uh, Chris action hero Christmas movie. Right, right. As I recall, one to revisit if you haven't heard it. I should revisit it. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, I remember specifically wanting to watch this movie because I was like, you know, I don't really like comedy, so I'm going to give this one a shot. And like, <sighs> you, Christine and I were having this conversation of like how I do go into these things with an open mind, but sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't feel that way. But I do. I try. <laughs> but Bill Murray is kind of like on my list of people and like other triggers that I have of like, I know I'm not necessarily going to like this. And uh, us and a few coworkers were talking about like it for me, it's less like the actor. Although I do think that there are some qualities like, you know, I don't like when people are apathetic and, and um, you know, like making fun of people who are passionate and who are like really excited about things. And, and I think that like, it's less about Bill Murray, but more, like more about the really intense Bill Murray fanboys. Like not the people who like sure. genuinely like him, but just like the, Oh, you like that thing or he, you don't like Bill Murray. Then you have no sense of humor. I'm not like quoting people directly. I'm not, but like it, it's just, it's that it's that, that I fucking hate. Bill Murray for me works, I think, a lot of the times, but Ghostbusters, I really don't enjoy Ghostbusters, which I know is extremely controversial, but I just think... I think, I think a little overrated. I think what honest. you used to say about his apathy, it's like, I just think that he, his apathy in Ghostbusters just, for me, just weighs the whole movie down of like, mm -hmm. well then, I think there's a, definitely a fine line of like, if the main character doesn't care, then why should an audience member care? Yeah, and I think for me, point. in Groundhog Day... Like, what's happening is because of his apathy. He's not, like, commenting. Like, the whole movie's about him changing his way of, like, 
feeling shitty about the world. I wanted to say one more thing about Bill Murray, and that is watching Jim Jarmusch's new movie, The Dead Don't Die, I think was an example of a combination of apathy through performance and apathy through filmmaking. <laughs> Jim Jarmusch yeah. set out to make a zombie movie that had sort of signifiers of how society today is just shit. And he thought that by writing a movie lazily and by just throwing in lazy social commentary, he could like make a funny but also somewhat relevant zombie movie. And it was horrible. Hmm. And Bill Murray brought his usual Bill Murray, but the combination of the two just didn't, although he and Adam Driver had some chemistry and I'll give that, mm. but I thought that was an example of like Jim Jarmusch has built a reputation on like, be, in my opinion, making some, some good movies, but he just did not try with this movie, nor did Bill Murray. <laughs> so that's my two cents. Hmm. Well, that, moving on. <laughs> and that does bring us to Tori's pick for the month. We are still here. I've not seen this movie yet. I think out of when I was typing up this list, that was one movie where I was like, oh, I really, really want to see this movie still. That was a fun watch. I watched that movie that month. Um, it was it was shot really well. That had a sense of cold snow, but also a sense of dread. And and the snow was real. Uh, I think I don't know. The, um, the director actually liked our Instagram post. Oh, right. Geo Hoagie. Right. That was Geo-hogi. a big... Fuck! Oh, no! Brush with fame. Oh, right. What's... Yes. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Sweet. Forgive <Jesus>. us. <laughs> Mr. Geo Hoagie. You just make it worse! <laughs> Sorry. And from there, we went on to Christine's pick. That would have been Snow Day. Um, the Nickelodeon Studios film, I believe. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yeah. This might be the most Christine pick. <laughs> this or Meeks Aww. got off. Uh, <laughs> One of those two, yeah. It's definitely Meeks got off. Yeah. We'll get there. That was a fun one to talk about. It was, it was fun to talk about like an irreverent kids film mm-hmm. as adults. I think that was a, a really good time. And it has like a good cast of adults, like some real adult stars in it. I mean, you've got um, Chevy Chase, Iggy Pop, randomly. That's right. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The woman who plays the mother, I think, is a great comedian. I can't remember her name. Uh, who's the the cameraman from Groundhog Day? Oh yeah, the guy from Groundhog Day. That's also crazy. in this. Who's the plowman everywhere? Snowplowman. Yeah. Good. Good chat. Um, oh, and the essential fact is that the snow was not real. <laughs> the sewer water. Uh, pretty much. That's fucking gross. <laughs> I think but that it's a machine that does that. I don't know if they use sewer water for the sake of the set, but... Oh, I, I took it as they used sewer water, so I'm sticking with I'm it. I'm imagining buckets uh, down a manhole, <laughs> lifting up that one bucket at a time. A I think that enhances production. the movie. But that brought us then also to uh, Snowpiercer, Sam's pick for the month, which we uh, we recently talked... Actually, just the last episode mm-hmm. talked about uh, that TBS is adopting this into a series. Oh, it seems like a regrettable idea. Oh, I didn't know this. Tell me, fill me, or maybe briefly. Jennifer Connelly runs the, is not Wilfred, but is like the main antagonist, and David Diggs of Hamilton and several other things. Are we to assume is, that they've rebuilt the train? I, I think know. it's a prequel. It's a reboot. Yeah. Oh, got yeah, it. But, but here's what Snowpiercer does well. You 
and I mentioned this in the episode, you are in the back of the train. You are someone who was in the back of the train, so you are just as surprised by what you're going to see. You are just as angry by all this bullshit. But then towards the end of the movie, when um, Curtis is given this opportunity to become Wilford or whatever, you're almost like, fucking do it, dude. But this is entirely different because it's making the main character probably in some way sympathetic because Jennifer Connelly is one, Jennifer Connelly, and two, like you can see her being like kind of conflicted about the decisions that she has to make. And I'm like, fuck, that's not what Snowpiercer is. Tilda Swinton was perfectly cast as like a caricature of like a one percenter. Yeah. In that movie. Like, I want to burn that part of the train. <laughs> right. Who else? Okay. I think oh. it's just Jennifer Connelly and David Diggs. I don't think. Yeah, I don't recognize anyone else. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I still really love this movie. But the movie, yeah, the movie's good. Yeah. Um, I love Jamie Bell, who plays, um, fuck, I can't remember his name. But he's like Curtis's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And I love Jamie Bell before, and he's in turn, and I just love him. But I recently watched Billy Elliot for the first time. <gasps> I want to do ballet. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I could go on forever about Billy Elliot. Um, but now, watching Billy Elliot and then going back and watching Snowpiercer, I'm like, no, no not Billy Elliot. Please, <laughs> no. So then we discussed uh, our uh, our bonus episode for that month. That was uh, My Choice Fargo. Uh such was a great my, rewatch. Was my second favorite at the time. It's been bumped to three, but... Whoa. Oh, damn. Oh, that was established if you go back and listen. There's uh, another episode that we'll talk about where, uh, where it was usurped by another film. Um, but Fargo, uh, yeah, Fargo, I don't know. I adore that movie. I'm so glad I watched it. I can't believe I've never seen it before. Yeah, me too. I think that this was the, my favorite movie we've watched, or I've watched so far from mm. Butter With That. Nice. It might be my number one favorite, too. Out of movies I've never seen before. It is truly a special and heartwarming movie, despite its uh, true heartwarming. simulated well, true crime Frances terror. Frances McDormand, yes, she is the heart. I mean, what's more heartwarming than, oh my than the witch? You know, Norm, I think we're going to do okay. Yeah, that was a fun one. That moved us into our, our holiday special, which uh, was an exchange of gifts. Um, that was really cute. That was oh a lot goodness. of fun. We had a good time with that one. That rolled us then into uh, two award shows. We talked forever, so we split into two parts. Yeah, we just uh, we dove into the Oscars, their process, their choices, uh, uh, how we felt about it, and yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah, as you as you noted here, I can't wait to do this again next year. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun this coming year. I've been thinking about movies. It's so <laughs> weird. I'm already getting recommended articles that are like Oscar buzz, and I'm just like. It's August. It is friggin' August. Yeah, I don't understand how any of this, but I guess as we were talking about earlier, Hollywood is a machine and they probably can already have a pulse on Hmm. what's going to be. I did have a fun time watching the Oscars with you and Alyssa. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. We met. I think I did like 30 Instagram story or 40. I did a lot. We watched the whole thing, the whole damn thing. Green book and all. Green book and all. That's the name of my autobiography. (laughs) Speaking of, this is a little bit of a tangent, but speaking of Instagram stories, so we started doing this thing on Instagram where if one of us has watched a movie, we'll make like a little story about it. Do you like that? Do you find that helpful? Are you interested in seeing what we watch? Let us know. I like it. Doing it. Yeah, I like doing it too. I forget sometimes. 
Hmm. It seems that, like, that's a question for listeners, right? Yeah, yeah that's a okay. question for listeners. Yeah, yeah. They get they get views. Yeah, but is it just people being like, you got to click through, <laughs> you know? Let us know. Butter with that podcast at gmail.com or Facebook or butter or at butter with that one. on Slide to our DMs. (laughs) Well, to go back to Oscars, we had uh, month five. That would have been uh, January of 2019 this year. Uh, We had our anti Oscars month where we uh, kind of dissected and broke down the uh, the the Oscar. uh, I don't know what's the word for it. The process. the, the Oscar uh, institution or mm. uh, the established Oscar process, yeah. Um, Decided to burn it down. Sure, and we started with Okja. That's cool. That We've done two Bong Joon-ho mm-hmm. movies, back yeah. to, kind of almost back to back. This I had a lot of fun researching Netflix and their relationship with the Academy. This was as Roma was yeah. being like, will it win? Won't it win? Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun just like looking up. And then later in the month, we talked about like race and the Oscar. So I think that was, I had a lot of fun discussing just the Academy. And Okja yeah. just, I mean, you can ask Alyssa, I bawled my eyes out in the last, like, 30, 40 hour of that movie, <laughs> just nonstop tears. And it gave me my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal of all time. Which is quite a, quite a claim, yeah. God, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He it's was pretty... not my fave part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mysterio and Spider-Man Far From Home was close. Good Jake Gyllenhaal. Was really? Approaching... A good Jake Gyllenhaal, like that level of Jake Gyllenhaal. But have I you think... seen a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal? No. Movies? Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, that brings us then to Rear Window. That was Tori's pick, uh, the Hitchcock uh, voyeur masterpiece that uh, that was snubbed. Uh, that was a lot of fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. As like a nice throwback, um, a little analysis of like Hitchcock and his style, a uh, bit of an analysis of a famous director. So that was really. Really interesting and a really great choice in that regard. The whiteboard question of pick your Oscar host just made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when the Oscars couldn't pick. But it was so great. Yeah, it worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. Just bring out different people for different things. Who cares? So, are you are you referring to the 1989 or the 2019? 2019. Okay. Because have you guys watched the 10 minute opening monologue um, with uh, what's his face? It Sounds was, memorable. <laughs> What's his face? No, it's like it went down in Oscars history as the worst Oscars moment ever. Um, oh God, I can't remember. What, it teen, he was like in all the teen movies, then he was in Parks and Rec. You know who I'm talking about. No, I... I Wait, yes. what are you talking about? Oh, come on. He was in like uh, St. Almost Fire. Oh, and, oh. Uh, uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Yeah. Thank oh, Rob you, Lowe. thank you. Rob Lowe. I'm like Chris oh, singing, singing. in 10-minute oh. number with Snow White. <laughs> Watch it if you haven't seen it. Mm. Well, that brings us then to Christine's uh, other recommendation, <laughs> Meek's Cutoff. Mm, mm, mm. That was your choice for the month. Uh, I, I still want to see this movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> Kelly Reichardt is an excellent director. She's coming out with a new movie. That's exciting. Is there a wagon in it that falls down it the hill? better be a fucking creaky wagon or else I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> when we were going over the statistics, like the breakdown, Connor had said there were two movies in the action category and they were Winter Soldier and Mink's Cutoff and I flipped out. <laughs> All off the pod, and Dave, you weren't even in here, but I was screaming. (laughs) There's a text the night that Sam watched this movie. She sent me a series of texts that was basically like, does this movie 
ever pick up. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, let me. Has the wagon fallen that. down the the massive hill yet? Because <laughs> if it has, you're not in luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the action. It's a great that moment of action. The big action. Movie. The big action scene. <laughs> so clearly, uh, yeah, choice we're a little divided about. But I, I still want to see that movie. Um, that brings us to Sam's choice for the month. That was uh, Fruitvale Station, um, which uh, the episode really kind of took uh, took some interesting directions. It was sort of a, more of like a, a social analysis um, that related back to the movie. I think that's what's so fun about having five people is that each episode could be very different. And I think it's like, I just think it's just so awesome that everybody brings, as we were, as you were saying, Christine, like a new perspective, a new, and each episode could just be like focusing on one detail of a movie or like, you know, the movie as a whole. So I just, I was, I felt really good about this discussion, Sam, yeah. that you set up. I thought that was, I had a lot of fun's not the right word, but um, I felt it very engaging. And I was very invested yeah. in what we were talking about. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's something that we see every day, mm-hmm. but something that I think goes a little bit unnoticed and uncredited at least you you know like we don't talk about it that much is like the incredible work that Dave and Christine do when it comes to mm-hmm. like the the interlude music and like I remember listening to this Dave and you just like put in the like the news broadcast about what yeah, happened which was unedited it's just the, the broadcast as it was uh, as it was presented but it was still so brilliant like I would have never thought to do that and I think like that was the perfect thing to do it was so good and so like I remember crying and really appreciating that so you know we i don't think we say this enough but i really appreciate how creative everyone on here is but yeah. especially when it comes to like the interlude music so thanks guys it's a fun process for sure and um that would move us along then to uh our bonus episode for that month that would have been uh the uh the movie goodfellas um, that was a lot of fun for me. I, uh, it was a movie that I've seen, you know, I can't tell you how many times, but it was, uh, it was one of the first like research heavy episodes that I did. Um, and I've really come to love that process and bringing like a lot of production notes to episodes. So I think that was a, a gateway at least into, uh, into that for me. I don't know how you guys felt about it, the episode. That was a fun, well, it was a fun movie to watch together. <laughs> um, and I had never seen it before and it's funny now that there's all this uh, hype about The Irishman, Scorsese's new movie. I was like, oh, it's interesting watching movies I hadn't seen that was like The Old Gang, Robert De Niro, <laughs> Joe Pesci, all that. And then seeing how it presents itself in t- like this year. But that was, a fun, that was definitely a fun watch. And I thought you actually brought up a really wonderful point about the music supervisor role mm-hmm. yeah. and how music is paired yeah. with scenes. And particular songs are so essential for watching a scene and like what's ha- like what's happening. Like a-, a song can make or break a particular scene, and they the can make a scene iconic. Truck, yeah. uh, see, um, with uh, Layla. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. that was such a great example of a great point you brought up of of how a song can really enhance a scene, uh, and a very jarringly almost incongruous matching of like yeah. tone of song and scene that you're, <laughs> that you're watching yeah. be a perfect match. Yeah. Fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of fun, that rolled us into uh, our sixth month. That would have been February of 2018. It was nineties uh, month. We opened that up with office space. Connor's pick. It's a movie I never really tire of. 
Yeah, just another similar. I think I feel it's similar to Groundhog Day of just like put it on. Yeah, always whenever. find something new to. Yeah, I just still really love that movie. I wasn't the one who watched that, right? But you I have were. watched it. I was. You were. Fuck. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> he thought it was, I think he thought it was, it was fine. Yeah. I, I think it was one of those, like, if I watched it when it came out, ooh, super relatable. Mm-hmm. But, like, now I'm just kind of over that whole, like, again, apathetic, self-hatred, like, whatever, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of about the drudgery of the modern, quote-unquote, modern workplace, or at least then modern workplace. Right. And it's, uh, you know, it's something that's been done, you know, even to the point that it's been serialized in newspaper comics with Dilbert and stuff. So... Yeah, I guess it's one of those things that if you had absorbed it at the time or were introduced to it at the time, it would have maybe resonated a little more. That's a good point. I still do want to take a baseball bat to some tech. But that con- the, the Konica, the, that printer. Mm-hmm. Uh, printers. You, you, you got to smash printers. They're terrible. They're built to fail. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> built. Uh, that brought us to Tori's pick for the month. Uh Perhaps uh, of these, maybe the most quintessential 90s movies, Clueless. Mm. Yeah. No, I watched this one. Yes, I did. I watched Office Space. I gave you the DVD. You You did. Did you watch it later after the fact? Okay. I did. I did. I did. Because I remember you handed me the DVD because I still hadn't given you Beetlejuice at this point. Oh, right. I was holding it hostage. (laughs) You were holding it hostage. (laughs) Ransom. Well, Clueless was a lot of fun to revisit as an adult. I would have seen it as a teenager, at which time, you know, it probably would have, uh, in a in a weird way, resonated more. Uh, but now, uh, watching it again, I I kind of def- definitely enjoyed it from like a removed adult perspective. This movie's so great. And we Paul were talking Rudd. about Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd. We were talking about Timeless. him earlier today we too. Uh, a friend at work was yesterday had said to me. Find one person that you think is funny, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> and then finally today, I was like, oh, Paul Rudd. <laughs> I think Paul Rudd is almost always funny. It's a good answer. Yeah. So I, I, I like, I stormed into where his desk is, and I was like, It's Paul Rudd. <laughs> He's a gem. He truly is. Yeah. I don't think I've heard heard a bad word about Paul Rudd, except maybe reviews of Ant Man. But I enjoyed Ant Man. So Ant Man was fine. Ant Man wasn't Paul Rudd's problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> Yeah, like he's, he's great wrong with <laughs> And then we got to uh, Christine's pick of the Truman Show. That was a really great rewatch for me. I think that I watched a lot, like around the same time I watched the Flat Earther documentary, <laughs> right, and it right. just was such an interesting pairing watching that movie. I and think this was all that we, you and I talked about. <laughs> like I a think so. <laughs> I set off something very interesting. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a nice rewatch, looking at a at a show explore notions of surveillance and reality TV and all the things that would basically be huge. I mean, there's still big top topics of discussion and really debate right it. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely holds up as a movie. I'd say I really enjoyed it. Still, mm-hmm. yeah. And Jim, I think Jim Carrey's kind of having a Jim Assance a little but bit. The Keanu Assance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not as powerful. No, no, de- certainly not. Um, yeah. And that brings us, of course, to Sam's pick now and then, which is now on Netflix. If you want to watch it, it's really good. It is. You really should watch. Good. I, this was honest. This and Night of the Lepus, I think, were two of the biggest surprises of movies I really didn't know anything about going into. 
uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed now and then. I was so nervous for you to watch it after you like roasted Testament of Youth. I was like, please don't do this to this movie. <laughs> I loved this discussion no, really as well. Um, I thought it was interesting talking about what makes a coming of age narrative. I thought we got into some interesting discussions about how nostalgia plays kind of a factor in re- like watching um, especially like 90s movies as well. Um, like conversations of dominant coming of age narratives and the problems that that, that brings as well. I, 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 I remember really enjoying this conversation mm-hmm. a lot. Good. I did so much that I wish they did like part two with the adults. I or, know. Hmm. This made me really aware though of how like white the mm-hmm. movies I mm-hmm. watch are. And so like I've tried, I've made an honest effort to include stories of people whose experience were not like mine. So yeah, you, you learn something even with a movie you've watched a thousand times. And our first Brendan Fraser movie. Oh my God. Which I can't believe how much I love the mummy. Like what is that going to go in the one that got away month? No, I'm saving that one. You know, oh, there's you're some never going to do it then. No, 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 no. I just have to wait for the right theme. Oh, you're never going to do it. We're going to be we're going to be right here one year from now and saying, do you regret not picking the mummy in the past in 2019, 2020? You're like, I'm going to wait for the perfect theme. If we do the mummy theme, I'll bring and I haven't even seen it. I'll bring the one that uh, Tom Cruise is. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh. Well. Uh, that brings us to a goofy movie. Uh, my choice as the bonus feature for that month. Um, any thoughts on that one? That also was a great fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, when he opens the uh, glove compartment and alters the map with like, yeah. the red uh, light and the pencil. Uh, hi, this... Dad Soup. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie cut deep. Like, I had yeah. never seen it before, and I watched it, and I was like, yeah. I'm accessing some emotions that are <laughs> mm-hmm. unexpected right the now. The Possum Roadshow? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. It's a lot to take on. It's a lot to take on, and it's uh, very referential of the 90s, and it's uh, and it's, it's screenwriting as far as, like, uh, you know, the vernacular or, like, the style of dress and things like that, uh, hence it being my choice. But uh, it was a pretty loose Association. I just kind of wanted to talk about a Goofy movie. And that was fun to talk about. Goofy Gooferson? <laughs> like, I'm shook. And if shook. your kid does this, he'll be put in the electric chair. Oh, my God. Lives in Columbus, Ohio. Just so you know. Um, so that bring, brought us to uh, our seventh month. That was Superhero Month. Uh, this is a concept that I struggled with. <laughs> but uh, we, we ultimately tackled some movies that I wouldn't have expected uh, being brought up and some movies I wouldn't have expected liking as much as I did. First of which would be Hellboy, uh, which I did see when it came out and did like. That was Connor's pick. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. In this just, one. Just in almost any movie. Um, and also, I want to give a shout out to our friend Heather, who gave the first suggestion for a whiteboard question that we did. Right. Our top five movie aesthetic. So our first um, oh, listener participation. That and that was a really good question to ask. And really difficult. Yeah. Um, I think Hellboy still holds up, even though it's, it's a good movie. over a decade old. I think it still has a lot to offer. And I have not seen the new one, but I, I heard it's I think in comparison, terrible. it also... You really can't we go back to the days when Hellboy was in the hands of Guillermo del Toro? Right? Yeah. And that brought us to Tori's pick then, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. This <laughs> led to some very interesting discussion because it was difficult to even parse out kind of what was going on. <laughs> 
Um, a movie that's very, uh, very kind of like spastic and very uh, bombastic, very up, uh, kind of all over the place, and really a uh, really fun time. Jeff Goldblum in cowboy, cowboy. outfit with Name lots New of Jersey. tassels. Yes, was, his name was New Jersey. It was also a great unconventional choice for the category because it was just sort of like, it's not like one of the iconic superheroes everyone knows. If you haven't seen this movie, you have no idea what we're talking about. Um, and if you have, you might not know either. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun dissection of whether or not uh, a character who is just written to be great at everything is technically a superhero. He technically was fucker Bob. And he technically was, technically was a samurai. I Tori brought up a great point was that in the movie you can see them toying with setting up a franchise. Like they introduce oh, yeah. him as the like God. a known per- personality and character and I think that there were like comic books in a, like associated with Buckaroo. It branched out. And yeah. uh or like at least within the movie universe and you could see them being like, all right, so I guess if this is a success, we do have enough characters to make more movies out of it. Yeah. I want to go to that timeline. Sp- a, pretty, a primitive cinematic universe. <laughs> the Buckaroo Ponce, I see you. first chance. And that brought us to Christine's Choice, uh, Professor Marston, and the Wonder Woman. Uh, that, was a, that was a great choice. More of a behind this, or like his, uh, historic context around mm-hmm. creation of superhero yeah unconventional but like right on yeah and a really cool way of framing it because obviously behind every superhero that we're presented with and that we adore there are so many backstories involved uh from its creators and that was a really cool framing and a really cool uh dissection of the concept uh of creating superheroes and what they're meant to represent which i thought was a really cool idea we mentioned earlier about how um, we watch movies and we think, oh, people, you know, one of us will really love this. And I'm so happy that you really liked it, Christine. Because I was like, oh, I oh, think. Oh, right. That- you, Connor had recommended this movie. Oh, yeah. um, and oh. I, it was connected. I guess I already talked about this on the podcast. Connected to a book I had written mm-hmm. or that I had not <laughs> written. Wow. <laughs> Guys, my big announcement. I published a book. Christine's been busy. <laughs> I've been shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize. <laughs> no, that I read. <laughs> and you got me interested, anyhow. Yeah. And that brought us, of course, to Sam's choice. That would be Winter Soldier. Mm. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Which uh, I suppose is something that we haven't addressed yet. The, uh, the, the momentum and, uh, and power of, uh, of Chris Evans throughout <laughs> mm. the this, this content of this entire series. You know. I feel like he's like the butter with that mascot. <laughs> no, I definitely think that's M. The version Shandler. of him that has the internet version, the mean version that has the acrylic nails. Oh, that would be... <laughs> that'd be a good, uh, so good mascot. Good, so good. Connor, you said this in the episode, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since, but like when our soldier was sacrificed to the Marvel gods, mm-hmm. because like <laughs> everything in it has just been destroyed for other Aww. movies... And you're so right. Oh, I'm Even, sorry. No, but no, but <laughs> I'm so glad you 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 presented that to me because I'm like ah fuck. Um, but even like in Endgame when Cap like had a better storyline, even the fucking ending, I was like, oh god, just like once again this character was sacrificed at the hands of like Tony Stark, and I just just disappointed. Like I'm, I'll forever be salty that Cap didn't get a real third movie, and instead it was just Avengers cleaning up the mistakes of Age of Ultron. You know, I'm just 
bummed. Sorry, Sam. It's fine. Winter it's Soldier fine. still an amazing movie. This was a surprise. This I had noted as a surprise enjoy. Like I, my understanding of the Marvel Universe is I don't know anything, and I'd never God, seen I wish any. You were here last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get. There. I didn't know any Captain America anything, and I watched it and really enjoyed all, so many of the action sequences that were just really tight and well executed. I think Chris Evans himself has said like he's so proud of that elevator scene and they threw back to it in Endgame because it really is so amazing. Between, between that scene and then Fury's uh, oh, the, car cha- the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um, those were really, really some yeah, yeah, really good. I think the MCU would not be as successful if it wasn't for Winter Soldier. Great. I like to hear that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And uh, because I uh, I didn't have a choice for this month, um, I, I opted instead for uh, celebrating a cinematic anniversary. We did uh, two episodes dedicated to uh, the first, the movie Alien, and then the Alien franchise. I mean, Ripley's basically a superhero. Yeah. She's the best Disney princess. Now that Disney owns Fox, <laughs> she is the best Disney yes. princess. Yes. Um, I adore that movie. That movie moved up to number two for me when uh, when I started rewatching it in preparation for the episode. Which is to say, like, I remember Connor, you were shocked when I said that, like, I'd seen it like twenty times. I've seen it like at least once a year for like twenty years. So I mean, you know, it it comes up a lot, and it still does, and it always will. I'm really glad I got to rewatch it as an adult because I saw it for the first time in high school at like a sleepover at a friend's mm-hmm. house, and I was like, that's not the best way to no watch it alone. Big TV. Like it's that supposed was... to be claustrophobic, yeah. I'm glad to finally see it. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I know references that people make. Like, <laughs> Hello, Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is still the best way to, to, to know the franchise, but it's okay. And then we moved on to a, a summer fun preview. Um, and that was just kind of a review of the upcoming trailers, uh, stuff that was ahead. Um, and uh, we, had, we had a great time reviewing that stuff and talking about what we could expect. We did another episode that's a little similar uh, just uh, this past week when we talked about Comic-Con trailers. Um, so if you like that or if you're into that kind of format, f- feel free to write in and let us know. Um, then we went to month eight. Uh, and the eighth month uh, was the Doomsday theme month. That would have been June. Um, we covered a lot of ground with that. We started with Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diane, our friend Diana submitted another whiteboard question, so it's always awesome to have um, listeners come in and give us cool yeah. things to talk about. I love do that. It. Please You're do doing it. it. Please do, do it. Do our job for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love help. that. Help me help me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I picked this movie, because I hadn't revisited it in a while, and I was super glad. Hey, to have you it. seen The International? No. That was my summer pick, and no. no. <laughs> real good. Oh, yeah. Did not look good at all. Mm-hmm. What's our score for summer pick as far as movies that actually thought... ended up being good? Which one did you? Um, mm-hmm. Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From uh, Home. That, that was, was really, really good. Kick-ass, yeah. Mm. Jim Jarmusch. God, not good. so bad. International. I haven't seen it, but I doubt it's good. Aww. It was a lot of fun to go back to Men in Black, though. It was really, uh, you know, a movie that stood the test of time, I'd say, in a lot of ways. Still entertaining, still funny. And uh, a good uh, good choice of Doomsday. What if it's aliens? Uh, that we asked then after that, speaking of outer space uh, endings, uh, was Night of the Comet, Tori's pick. That was really fun. I th- I'd say Tori is perhaps our uh, our resident 80s expert yeah, yeah definitely um definitely a movie that uh that brings a lot of that to the fore and uh also combines it with a, a post-apocalyptic hellscape 
uh, as presented by this comet. Uh, that was a fun one to talk about because we were able to cover a lot of just like social trends and a lot of um, a lot of how we think we would experience the end of the world. So I think that was a really fun one to work on and a really fun one to listen to. Agreed. I'm glad I watched it. So much sand. So much sand. So much sand. <laughs> that scene is when it's us. like when the I forget their names, but the older sister is like, everybody's gone, and she takes a shoe and then just dumps sand down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's somebody's leg. Be respectful. And that brought us to Christine's choice, Take Shelter. Um, that was a fun one to talk about as well, as far as uh, whether or not uh, Doomsday is uh, is a place within yourself or something that you experience. That was an intense one. Um, yeah. It's always interesting to watch Michael Shannon do his thing. Um, I thought this was like a very sort of... Re- more restraint. There was only one Michael Shannon moment in the whole movie. <laughs> but it was such a good one. I'm not going to freak out the whole time. Classic. My Michael Shannon going to keep it together and take shelter. <laughs> Excited to see what this director, like what more movies mm-hmm. this director does. Um, I really love this movie. I thought that was such a great pick. It was a good pick. And then we had Sam's pick. Shaun of the Dead. Another comedy, but another like dark comedy that also has like a little bit of horror element to it. So like, oh, definitely, especially in the gore. The gore is great. Yeah, I don't think I ever. Who's your favorite character in Shaun of the Dead? Good question. The character that I got on. <laughs> oh right, we took the quiz. <laughs> what well, we all got was the same character. Just you again. Uh, the actress. Yeah, what was her name? Oh, Diane, maybe. I don't recall. She, yeah, I like her. I think she's kind of funny. Just because, like, she's... If I was anyone in that movie, I'd be, I'd be her. I think you pointed out when <laughs> she's trying to prep them for disguise... Yeah. Or, like, for acting like zombies. <laughs> she's like, come on, you guys can do it. <laughs> I'd, I like her, or I like the alternate group that's, like, trying to survive, and they're just, like, super great at everything. Right. Like, really efficient. That's a really great gag in that movie. Yeah. I think one of my favorite running jokes that popped up later in the year was that when we would take character quizzes, we would all get the same one except for Sam. <laughs> yeah, right. like, what the hell is that? That's incredible. <laughs> like, what is that? So we, we've done Now and Then quiz. We've done Alien, Alien quiz. Shaun of the Dead. Quiz. Avenger. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Shaun of the Dead. We've done so many quizzes. Take Shelter. No. <laughs> you literally shelter all quiz. gotten the same. <laughs> I was his construction friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that brought us to another dark comedy. This is my choice in our bonus feature episode, Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Uh, that was a fun movie to talk about. I think, uh, I think it, was, it was really interesting to see how, uh, how accurately it mirrors our, uh, our own society and whether or not we're into that kind of thing. Um, and I think that uh, it, was, it was one where I really, really enjoyed the process of digging through, uh, through, through all the information that was to be found regarding its production and its creation. Um, so that was one I really enjoyed. That, yeah, that was also another really fun rewatch, especially watching it with the purpose of talking about it. I think, yeah, I had watched it a, a while ago and was like, all right, everyone says I should see this movie. <laughs> okay, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> But then rewatching it and knowing that we were going to talk about it, um, I thought that uh, fostered a really nice discussion. Yeah. Yeah, masculine anxiety, like <laughs> uh, fucking nuclear disasters, and yeah, the big it's mushroom cloud. As relevant now, is it ever? <laughs> 
And uh, that brought us to the, the this past month, the month you've been enjoying, where we've been doing kind of butter with some episodes. Um, that means that, you know, frankly, we've been busy. We've had a lot of uh, obligations, a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, vacations, a lot of breaks. Um, we've just sort of been trying to live a little bit and uh, and still provide content. So uh, we've been um, been doing episodes where some of us may be absent, been doing episodes where um, we're kind of exploring different themes and different uh, formats. So uh, we covered, uh, within this month, a trivia episode that was a, a kind of like a game that we played together that was really, really fun. And that ties back to our Christmas episode. That was one of the gifts that Connor got. Um, Thanks, Sam. You're welcome. We had so much fun playing without you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> that episode made me laugh out loud. Oh, my God. I've had a few people come up to me and go, quack. <laughs> oh quake. My God. Quake. And also call me out on my blatant cheating, which I did. Yeah, well. You did. It's on the record, man. It's on the record. Oh. <laughs> then we did a Q&A episode, one where we offered all of you the opportunity to... Uh, to see what's up, to ask us questions, to let us know what you're interested in and what you think we uh, we should discuss. And that was great. And we would hope that you folks will be willing to submit more questions. Again, um, you can hit us on all of our social medias and should because we're really interested in what you have to say and uh, how, we can, uh, how we can bring that to the table for you as we continue to make these episodes. And then this past week, of course, was our Comic-Con recap. We discussed a lot of trailers, looked at a lot of different things, uh, the MCU's plans, uh, I was swayed a little bit. I think I'm coming around. I'll give it a try. Interesting. Uh, what were your big takeaways from this episode? My big takeaway is that the, uh, the uh, what I believe I'm correctly perceiving as a corporate, uh, corporately marketed insistence that I absorb a lot of media is not accurate to the media itself and that I can just take it bite by bite and actually enjoy it. Uh, mm. In and of itself, and that's uh, an attitude I'm going to try to bring to these movies. So nice. I'm going to give it a shot. We did it! Yay! <laughs> so maybe next superhero month I'll have a contribution that's relevant. Yes. The Incredible Hulk. Oh, <laughs> it would be something like that. <laughs> you know what? I almost made you guys watch Spawn, and you're lucky I didn't because that movie's <laughs> trash. Um, but that's been, in essence, the past year. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Any themes that we didn't discuss? Uh, I love you guys. I love you guys too. Yeah. This has been one of the funnest things I've ever worked on. Yeah. And it's just been incredible to like, and also people enjoy it, which is like great. I also feel like I've gotten closer to all four mm -hmm. of you. So yeah. like, oh, that's like really special. So wonderful. Yeah. It's been nice having scheduled hangout time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Uh -huh. Feel but like it, a real adult. Yeah. <laughs> it's also been really nice for like our coworkers to come up and be like, oh, I yeah. thought this was really mm -hmm. funny. Or I've started watching this movie now that you mentioned it. Like that's, that's cool. Which it, this also reminds me. So our friend Diana, um, she, her and I were talking about Station Eleven because mm. we recommended it. She went out and she got it, and she really liked <laughs> yes. it. Oh wow! That is a um, book that I think could have a potential to have a really good movie hmm. uh, remake. Done I would by be the so right person. Yes, true. I know. In the hands of the wrong person, many Get out of here. beloved books. What Are you saying you're the? What if it's M Night? <laughs> Oh my God! Station Eleven, a fun. If it is, how did you describe? He's got a um, a new movie with a fun sci-fi sci bent. bent. I don't think there's anything fun about Station Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> if it is, he has to come on here and talk about it. Oh my God! That's yes. it. That's M Night. If you're out there and you're listening, please. First of all, why are you please. listening? Please. <laughs> Wait. Have you what been a listening? Twist. Yeah. Have you? Yes, the ultimate twist. He's been listening this whole time. We love you, M Night. <laughs> oh boy. Why haven't you 
Okay, I'll save this. Never mind. What? No. Okay. You're coming in so hot on that one. You're just, just so aggressive. To... Yeah. I know. I have so many emotions that relate to M. Night. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> well, I suppose that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we, of course, uh, we, of course, wish Tori were here, but we wish her the best as she continues to solve the mysteries within her murder house. Um, she, of course, does uh, Chill and Kill Horror... Um, which is a monthly horror screening uh, in South Philadelphia. Um, she's also working on a piece for Cinema 76, um, which sounds like it's going to be really interesting and really illuminating, so we really look forward to that. Um, and uh, I suppose beyond that, does anybody else have anything they want to plug, anything they want to uh, talk about, or anything uh, that we want to let people know about the coming future of Butter With That? Um, Tori also wanted to let everybody know that she guest starred on the Shame Files podcast with uh, Ryan and Jill, and they loved our trivia episode. And both would the be the one I'm not in. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, they would love the guest star sometime. I think looking to the next twelve months, I think incorporating guests. Yes. Would um, what would you like that to look like? Oh yeah, yes. let us know. Let yeah, us know. Let us know. Because there's five of us, and then there'll be six of us. I know. Yeah, it's a lot of crosstalk, but it's a lot you know, of crosstalk. That'll make it sound like you're uh, at a party in your own head. <laughs> that meme <laughs> that Tori posted on Instagram, yeah. <laughs> what it feels like to be listening to podcasts. <laughs> that was a good choice. Um, so for me, I, I would love to incorporate guests. That's a big 2019, 2020 goal because we've been saying it for so long. I know. I decided my resolution is I'm going to throw you guys some harder movies. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, great. <laughs> like things that. Isn't a surefire will like? Oh yeah, more challenging. By harder, movies. you mean okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna buckle up and we're gonna get into some uh, <laughs> oh, no. some difficult cinema. All right. Does that mean food fight is coming? <laughs> yes. Food fight is coming. You know what food fight might be coming? Are those the house words of Dave Sampson? <laughs> food fight is coming. <laughs> Death and food fight. <laughs> Anybody else have anything they want to uh, want to say that they're looking forward to this oh. coming year? I thought we were doing better with that resolutions. And sure. I thought you were like, does everyone else have a No, I don't have one. And I was. What's your resolution? I felt very nervous and like, God, I have to come up with something. And now I'm off the hook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I have a lot of resolutions and things that I want to work on. I want to pick movie. I want to pick movies that more express who I am as a person. Not that I haven't. Mm-hmm. But. More, more. I want you. I want you to know me. Mm. Okay, good. That sounds threatening. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm, Let's split the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. So I suppose uh, next time we'll be back, uh, probably with a new theme as we uh, as we kind of dive back into our format. Um, But with that, we'll be reunited. Yeah. Just like Voltron, we'll come together and (laughs) become a giant robot. And with that, we'll provide you with more content. But if you like this content or if you want to go back to listen to any of the episodes that we've just discussed in summary, I would recommend you do so. There's all sorts of episodes. We have 48 of them. How long is it? Uh, 3,151 minutes. Yeah, 3,121. 21. Well, here's another however many. so dear. Uh, so buckle up, uh, because, uh, butter with that year one is coming to a close, but, uh, we're looking forward to, uh, exploring cinema, exploring movies and exploring this process together and with all of you. So, uh, feel free to write to us and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. We love you guys. Yeah. yeah we love Thank you. you guys for 
emails and suggestions and wonderful ways to keep things fresh. And thank you to Sam Hunter for keeping our um, Instagram page so engaging and yes, thank yes, you, Sam, and up to date and getting so many views and figuring out how to get the metrics. And yeah, well, thank you to Connor who always sends out really helpful things online and everything else that you do and. To Dave for producing the episode. Yes, Dave. Yay. Yay. We wouldn't could not do any of this without Dave. With, oh, yes, literally none of this. Literally, literally editing all of our like chortles and heavy breathing and weird ass shit we say. Yeah, <laughs> like Just I'd rather not have that. <laughs> have we gotten better, Dave? You've gotten much better. Yeah, have we improved? <laughs> Yeah, we're getting there. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> crouton, crouton. Oh. But again, uh, and as always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh. Great one. Oh.